but the bat is so good uh and he's probably a 70 win player by the time he hits like 30. Welcome everybody to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slapstocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we are talking about four players. Um, we've done five players in the past. We've done two players in the past. Uh, we did bad and good players, though we got away from that after the first week because it was a little bit too focused on the negative instead of the positive, and we're just trying to p- focus on positive players here at Dinging Corners. Um, and so today we're going to focus on four players. Maybe we'll find the right combination of guys each week, but most likely it's just going to keep switching because there's going to be various guys I want to talk about every week. And some weeks it might be four, some weeks it might be two. Uh, you never know. So this week we have four players. Before we get into it, I just want to uh, shamelessly plug a couple of things we got going on at Slab Stocks. If you are interested in baseball or basketball or football or soccer now, and you don't have time to look up cards or you're not really sure where to start on some of the sports, you might have baseball down, but you don't really have like uh, basketball down, you can go to slabstocks.com and sign up for our daily email newsletter. And we, we Aaron and I curate a bunch of different cards from eBay. We look, go through eBay every single night and we find guys. I do baseball and football. Aaron does basketball and soccer. And we grab a bunch of cards of our favorite guys and we all put them in an email newsletter. And then we put the suggested price next to it for the card. Um, usually it's the last comp or last couple comps combined for that price. And we put it in there and then we have it listed out one through whatever the number is. Um, and it's a good way to learn the market. Even if you don't, you know, click on anything and buy anything through it, it's a good way to look through and be like, oh, Juan Soto was uh, $175 yesterday and or last Monday. And I'm looking this Monday and now he's $275 or something like that. A uh, good way to learn the market. Um, and it gets sent right to your inbox every single morning. So uh, and that's Monday through Sunday. Uh, there's no weekends off here at Slabstocks. So if you're interested in that, go to slabstocks.com and sign up for that. While you're there at slabstocks.com, if you want to, you can sign up for our uh, Slabstocks uh, website, that information newsletter that we're going to be, um, you'll be, I should say what slabstocks.com is. So slabstocks.com is our website that's going to be coming out at the end of summer where we are going to be doing what we do on Instagram with graphs, but you can look up any player provided we have the card in the system at the time and you'll be able to look up the player and you'll be able to see the price trend for that card. You can do LeBron James Prism 2019 rookie PSA 10 and you'll be able to find the price. Maybe you want to look at his PSA 9, you'll be able to find that price. Um, you could also look at his PSA 9 and his PSA 10 and compare the prices at the same time with our price, uh, with our comparison tool. Uh, you'll also be able to have, if you have a LeBron James Prism PSA 10, you'll be able to put it into your portfolio and be able to track live, real time, the prices on that card. And then you will also be able to sell right from there. You can say, oh, I've got two of these, sell now. We will, and you'll be able to sell right from there. And then you'll also, you can look up the card and then be able to buy the card right from there. No need to leave the site. No need to go to eBay. You'll know you'll be getting a good deal because you can see the prices right there. And then you can also see the cards for sale right underneath it. So uh, hopefully we're hoping it will be an all encompassing website, all in one. You'll never have to leave. You'll never have to do anything else. You can do all your research and all your buying right there without having the stress of having to go to multiple different sites. So if you're interested in that, go sign up for the Slab Stocks uh, newsletter for that. Um, two different sign-up boxes there. 
and you will be entered to get information, especially for when it starts, when it goes live, you'll be the first to know if you sign up for the email. So if you're interested in that, please go sign up. Now let's continue with the podcast here. And I said we were going to talk about four guys. We've got a national, a former national, and two undervalued uh, maybe players, I would say, or maybe, uh, you know, not well-known players. I mean, they're well-known in baseball circles, but if somebody's a just a minor baseball fan, you might not know about them. You might not know how well they're doing. So we're going to start off with the two guys that are, you might not know how well they're doing. And first off is Tim Anderson, uh, Chicago White Sox shortstop. Uh, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle with Yasmani Grandal and Yohan Mankata and Eloy Jimenez and Lucas Giolito and all those guys. And then especially Luis Robert, who is the sensational rookie and potentially rookie of the year this year. They have so many young guys on the White Sox, and it's very easy to lose track of a guy like Tim Anderson, who's been around for a while and was really kind of bad his first couple of years and then broke onto his the scene in his fourth year. Well, now he's in his fifth year, and he's killing it. 14 games, 61 plate appearances, five home runs, only a 5% walk rate, but right under a 20% strikeout rate at 19.7%, which is really nice to see. You'd like the walk rate to go up a little higher, but it's what it is at this point. Uh, a 379 average, a 410 on base, and a 759 slugging, which is good for a 216 WRC plus, which is 116% better than league average, um, a league average hitter. And he has been worth one win above replacement on the year. If we dive a little bit deeper into his stats, real quick here, you can see that on the year 2020. His average exit velocity is 92.5, which is the highest of his career. Obviously, small sample size, um, but the highest of his career. His, and then his barrel percentage is 15.2%, uh, seven barrels on the year. And that is almost 10% higher than his previous uh, career high of 5.7% his rookie year. And then he is also having a hard hit rate of... 54.3% hard hit rate for stat cast stats and a 71.7% hard hit rate for or hard contact percentage for fan graphs, along with a 19.6 medium contact percentage and only an 8.7 uh, soft contact. 8.7 is by far the career low. 71.7% is by far a career high, 40% higher than his career norms. Obviously, we do not expect a 70% uh, hard hit rate to keep up. That is impossible, but uh, it's nice to see that he is striking the ball very hard, limiting that soft contact, and he's spreading the ball around 37% up the middle, 41% to center, 21% to opposite field. Um, he is grounding out quite a bit, 52%, or ground balls, not grounding out, but ground balls 52% of the time, uh, line drives 26% of the time, and fly balls 21% of the time. What this tells me is if he's hitting the ball hard and he's keeping it low, on the ground uh, and line drives in those big AL Central parks. I don't see why he can't keep hitting the ball uh, this good. Obviously not a 216 WRC plus, but a 130, 135, 140 WRC plus is definitely not out of the equation. As for his cards, uh, there's really no, his 2016 top update, and there is really no rhyme or reason to what is going on with his cards. Uh, one day a tops update rookie might sell for $14.99, buy it now, and the next day, there's one for $7.99 for, with one bid. Um, so there's no real rhyme or reason. We, I'm bringing him up because it just goes to show you that while he's amazing and he's been doing really well on the young season and he's a shortstop and he's got pop, 
um, everything you could want out of a kid like this, but he's still not selling. People are still not interested. And I think the main reason for that is because it's the White Sox, and the White Sox have Luis Robert, they have Juan Moncada, they have Eloy Jimenez. There's only so many young guys a team can have before, you know, couple of the guys just get lost and you're just not interested. Um, but if you're getting them really cheap, might be a decent gamble and see what happens. Um, but I'm not expecting a huge, huge price in, uh, explosion in his market anytime soon. He just seems to get lost in the shuffle. Next on the list is Brandon Lowe, who is the uh, a second baseman slash first baseman slash outfielder uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. And Brandon Lowe has been absolutely incredible this year. He won AL Player of the Week last week. I'm pretty excited about it because, not to brag, but I have him on my fantasy team. Pretty excited about that. My fantasy team is atrocious. I got 40 points from my pitchers all week last week, uh, which is, as many of you know who play fantasy baseball, is absolutely terrible. Um, I had Mike Clevenger, which is a really unfortunate circumstance there. But Brandon Lowe? has been amazing for me and on the year he is hitting 337 with a 409 on base and a 759 slugging which is good for a 214 wrc plus which is only two points lower than tim anderson's um but he's played a lot more games 23 games 93 plate appearances and eight home runs to go along with 20 runs scored and 23 rbis uh an 8.6 walk rate and a 24 23.7 k rate the walk rate's really nice the k rate may be a little high but it's down it's down from the previous years. His rookie year, he had 25.7%. Last year, he had 34.6%. This year, 23.7%, along with his walk rate going up from last year to this year by 1%. So that's really nice to see. He has the same exact BABIP as last year, so maybe he can keep that up. Unlikely, 377 is a bit high. Uh, but his isolated power is absurd at 422. There's no way a 422 isolated power keeps up. But he's been worth 1.7 wins above replacement on the young year, which is second or third on fan graphs. I know Mikey Stremski was first on the list, uh, but Brandon Lowe is quite high up that list. As for his stack ass stats, he currently has a 91 exit velocity, 91.0 average exit velocity on the year, which is right in line with last year. And he also has a 23% barrel rate, which is up almost 10%, 9% from last year. Uh, and per stack cast, hard hit rate, 45.9%. On Fangraph's uh, advanced stats, he is currently 11.5% soft contact rate, which is right in line with last year, 36.71% medium contact rate, which is 9% lower, but then a 52.5% hard contact rate, which is 10% higher. Nice to see him striking the ball with much more authority this year. And also, he is spreading the ball around a little bit better. 41% walk or pull, 37.7 to center, and 21.3% to oppo. So he's taken a little bit from pull and added it to center field and opposite field from last year, which was last year was really his kind of breakout year, so to speak. Uh, he had a 130 WRC plus last year, or not 130, sorry, 125 WRC plus last year. And uh, it's nice to see a lot of his stats of his breakout year staying the same and then just slightly increasing. As for line drive, ground ball, and fly ball, 24.6% line drive, 27.9% ground ball, and 47.5% fly ball. Uh, pretty much similar, 2% lower on a couple on line drive and ground ball, and uh, about 5% higher on fly ball right there. Um, what's nice about this is that 
you look at it and he's hitting the ball harder, but he's not really changed anything else about his breakout year last year. So I don't see why this can't continue. Obviously not a 214 WRC plus, but again, like Tim Anderson, I don't see why you couldn't be a 140, uh, 145 WRC plus guy if he was 125 last year. And he's kept everything the same, just hitting the ball harder. Um, as for his prices, uh, I wanted to switch things up a little bit. You know, I did the top two guys first and grab their cards. So I'm switching this up on August 16th is Topps Chrome Sapphire uh, Auto PSA 10. So it's PSA 10 auto of Topps Chrome Sapphire sold for $355 on bids on June 8th. Uh, there was another one on bids and it sold for $120. So people have definitely taken notice to Brandon Lowe. But again, he could be a guy that kind of slips under the radar. He's in a small market like the Rays. And he is, uh, you know, just not a not one of the exciting, exciting names in baseball right now. But Brandon Lowe has been amazing. And I don't see why his WRC Plus can't keep raising. And I don't see why his cards can't keep raising. It's not, the Rays don't have, they're, they're a team approach type team. They don't have a bunch of young studs like the White Sox do. They just have a bunch of really good players all over the place um, until like a Wander Franco type guy gets called up. And so Brandon Lowe is kind of their young stud right now. And uh, if they do really well and make it to the playoffs and make some noise and Brandon Lowe keeps doing well, you know, uh, definitely some money to be made there. Um, so keep that in mind. Brandon Lowe, definitely a name to watch. Next on the list is our two stars on the of the day. And the first star is Bryce Harper. Um, Bryce Harper has been sensational in 2020 for the Phillies. I know a lot of people were worried about Bryce Harper because his WRC plus had been trending in the wrong direction. 134 for the Nationals his last year, and then a 125, 25% better than league average for his first year with the Phillies, which is a little disappointing when you're giving a guy a gigantic contract like he got. Um, but on the young year now, he is hitting 18 games, 75 plate appearances. He's got five home runs. 19 runs scored, 15 RBIs, four stolen bases. He's walking 16% of the time, but only striking out 14.7% of the time. Anytime you're walking out more than you're striking out is a great thing. A great thing. Um, he's seen the ball really, really well. It's absolutely uh, incredible to see because this is like Bryce Harper a couple years ago where he wasn't, where he was getting walked all the time. He was the most feared ba batter in baseball. And then the Cubs kind of broke him. They walked him like every single plate appearance of a series and he just never hit the same after that point. Well, it's nice to see him walking again now and on the season, he's hitting 367 with a 486 on base and a 700 slugging, which is good for a 211 WRC plus or 111% better than the league average hitter. And he's been worth 1.3 wins above replacement on the season for his stat cast stats. He is currently averaging a 90.1 exit velocity, which is up. Uh, Second lowest of his career, actually, but it's not needed. 114 max exit velocity. That's really good. And a lot of guys don't have huge exit velocities. You know, Mike Trout, you'll never see him at the top of the leaderboards and exit velocity. Not needed. Uh, but he's got an 18% barrel rate, which is the highest of his career, and a 44% hard hit rate, which is around right around the middle of the pack for his career. Um, as for Fangraph's advanced stats, we're currently talking 8% soft contact, which is a career low by far by almost 2%, uh, a 44% medium contact rate, and a 48% hard contact rate. 48% is right in line with last year, which was 48.1%, and that was his career high. Uh, if we're talking about pole, center, and oppo, he's currently pulling the ball 40% of the time and spreading the ball to center and left and right field or left field 30% uh, of the time, 30% of the time. So uh, me, center and oppo there.
Um, so he's spreading the ball around really well, hitting the ball really hard, uh, and taking more walks. 23.9% line drive rate, which is exactly what he had last year. 39.1% ground ball rate, which is almost exactly what he had last year. And 37% uh, fly ball rate, which is almost exactly what he had last year. So the only difference between this year and last year is he's spreading the ball to all fields a little bit more. And that's about it. He's taking more walks and spreading the ball around, and the hits are starting to drop, and he's getting on base more. Um, it's really nice to see Bryce Harper you know, become the stud that everyone thought the Phillies were getting last year. Uh, as for his prices, uh, Bryce Harper's top update rookie PSA 10 was around $250 uh, recently, as some as high as $270, some as low as like $240. Um, but around 250 for the most part, especially on the buy it now sec uh, buy it nows on, on eBay. Uh, as of July, the start of July I went back to the start of July, which is only a month and a half ago, and these same PSA tens were 130 dollars. So a very healthy raise for him here on the young season. He's been hot, and his prices have almost doubled, um, just short of doubled. Sometimes have doubled. So uh, Bryce Harbor definitely a guy that everyone knows obviously and has been a superstar in the past and looks like he's returning to Super Bowl to Super Bowl to superstar form here uh in the early going of the 2020 season. And then last on the list and there's no way we couldn't talk about him uh, if you've been following Slab Stocks for a long time, you know that we love this guy. You know we've loved this guy for a long time. We talked about his tops uh rookie PSA 10s last year when they were like $30. We told everyone to buy along with Ronald Acuna. Um, Aaron and I were buying into Juan Soto Bowman Chrome rookies. Uh, well, I just gave away what I was going to say. We're talking about Juan Soto. Aaron and I were buy bought some Bowman Chrome rookies a long, long time ago when they were like $130. Or not rookies, autos, when they were like $130. Um, so we've been on this guy for a long time, and it is really nice to see him hitting well. Obviously, everyone knows he can hit well. It's Juan Soto. You know, he hits amazingly. He's hit amazingly for two years. I've seen a lot of people on online being like, oh, man, Juan Soto, he's finally here. Or Juan Soto, he's going to be a huge problem. Or Juan Soto this, Juan Soto that. Juan Soto's been a problem for years. Juan Soto's been a problem when he was 19 years old. He's been a problem when he was 20 years old. He's been a problem now when he's 21 years old. He's an absolutely incredible hitter. And uh, he's been an incredible hitter for a number of years now. So don't let anybody fool you into thinking they called him. Nobody called Juan Soto. He's been amazing. He's still amazing. Uh, and that's not changing anytime soon. On the year, he's played only 13 games because he had COVID, 56 plate appearances, but seven home runs, 15 runs scored, 16 RBIs, even added in the stolen base for good measure. A 12.5% walk rate to only an 8.9% strikeout rate. 8.9%, that is minuscule minuscule uh absolutely incredible that um he's running a almost three percent higher walk rate than strikeout rate and that his strikeout rate is that low uh 417 average 500 on base and a 938 slugging 938 is not his ops that is his slugging a 938 slugging and that is good for a 266 wrc plus if he had the at bats to qualify he would definitely lead the league in wrc plus and he's been worth one win above replacement in the 13 game sample size if you prorate that out to the full season he's almost a five win player in a 60 game season if he keeps up this uh, rate obviously he is not going to keep up this rate he has a 521 isolated power right now that is improbable impossible to keep up um but you know i wouldn't be shocked if he might hit an isolated power in the 300s. Uh, 
uh, when it's all said and done for some of his really, really good years. Uh, remember, he's only 21. And so we're looking at his advanced stats here, and we're looking 95 mile per hour average exit velocity, which is by far the highest of his career. Last year was the highest at 91.9. Uh, and his barrel rate is 16.3%, which is the highest of his career. And his hard hit percentage is 55.8%, which is also the highest of his career. Going into the Fangraphs advanced stats, we got a 4.7% soft contact rate, 4.7. That is not a typo. 4.7. That is almost non-existent, uh, which is by far a career low. 37.2% medium contact, which is also a career low because he's got a 58.1% hard contact rate, which is a career high by far by almost 17%. And then uh, if you're in the, for the other numbers, we've got a 23.3% line drive rate, which is a career high by 2%, a 44.2% ground ball rate, which is also a career high. You'd maybe like to see him not do that as much in a 32.6% fly ball rate. Um, I'm okay with less fly balls as long as they don't turn into pop-ups. He's had no infield fly balls this year. So maybe that change in fly ball rate is the change in infield fly balls to not infield fly balls, right? An infield fly ball is an automatic out most of the time. Um, and then pull center and oppo, he's doing 34.9% pull, which is a career low, 41.9% to center, and 23.3% to oppo. If you watch his home runs, almost all of them have gone to center or to uh, left center. You know, he's a lefty and it's going left center instead of right center. So he's really, really striking the ball to all fields really, really well right now. Um, hitting the, he's had multiple home runs, two over 460 feet, one over four, another over 445, um, which is absolutely, absolutely incredible there. Excuse me. And so Juan Soto, unbelievable. He's not, he's not approaching stardom. He is a star. He's been a star for two years. He helped the Nationals win the World Series. Uh, there, if there's a reason anybody's lower on Juan Soto than they would be on Ronald Acuna or Fernando Tatis, it's because his defense is just not there with the other two guys. The other two guys are premium defenders. He is not. He, is, he wouldn't even qualify as probably a good defender. And then also uh, on the base paths, you know, he just doesn't rack up the stolen base numbers that the other two guys should. And so there's some flair there that Fernando Tatis has. There's some flair that Ronald Acuna has. Even though they don't have the bat that uh, Juan Soto has, Juan Soto definitely has the best bat of the group. But he's not the most well-rounded player of the group. Um, but he is a definite star. He's been amazing. He will be amazing. He is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. If you've been following Slap Stocks for a while, you will know this. You've seen the articles we've written. You've seen the posts. Um, we've been talking about him for a long time, and we love seeing him do well. Uh, if you're wondering about his prices, his tops update rookie PSA 10s are going for around 270 to $300, which is a really good deal because around December, January, February, somewhere in there, uh, maybe December probably, they were like 100 bucks. PSA 10. Last year, they were like 30 bucks, and now they're up to 270 to $300. Um, we love to see it. And we love Juan Soto. And I do not think this bat is going anywhere anytime soon. I would not be shocked if you look up in 10 years and he is a 70-win player. The next 10 years, he probably averages, you know, five, six wins a, a year because, the def again, the defense and base running isn't spectacular. But the bat is so good, uh, and he's probably a 70-win player by the time he hits, like, 30, you know, 31. Uh, so really excited for Juan Soto um, in the future. And he is a star right now. So that is all I got today. Four players, Juan Soto, 
Tim Anderson, Brandon Lowe, and uh, Brandon Lowe and Nate Lau, I believe. So they've got two Lows, but they're pronounced different. And then Bryce Harper. So thank you everyone for listening to Dinging Corners today. Hopefully we covered a couple guys, a couple guys that you're probably paying attention to, and maybe a couple guys that you were not paying attention to. Hopefully you enjoyed today's Dinging Corners. Um, I enjoy doing these every week, so I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Um, if you have any questions, please leave them in the uh, Instagram post that we post for the the cover photo for the video and we should be able to get to them there i'm much better about getting to them there than i am anywhere else um though i'm not great still so i'm trying to get better but uh thank you all for listening to dinging corners today and i will talk to you again next time